Security Excellence Through Education, Corporate Security University. everybody we are really excited to be here i am carlos francisco and i'm scott walker and this is corporate security university security excellence through education hey scotty i'm really excited about this uh, gentleman uh that's going to be here with us today mr terry owens cpp by the way big time director of security for this huge transportation and brokerage company uh one of the great things about terry right away Scott was a soft skills. I could see it right away. Soft skills through his transition and how he approaches corporate world today and his soft skills, man. That is huge, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, one of the unteachable skills, actually. You really kind of have to have it or you don't have it. Yeah, that is true, man. And it's um, it's almost like ingrained in you in your DNA uh, in, in a way. A little bit. And I honestly think that this skill is about as important as any other skill in corporate security, because that skill in particular, I think it's like the first step into being open and learning and, and, you know, being being part of a team that's outside of your uh, law enforcement team. Yeah, we all have a law enforcement family that we've grown up with. And if if you're looking at a transition opportunity, you kind of have to get outside of that comfort zone. And get outside of those folks who, who you know you're you're comfortable with. Of course, we're all comfortable with our brothers and sisters in blue, but we've got to get more comfortable, folks, if you want to transition successfully. I agree. So let's bring in Terry. Terry, man, what's up? What's going on, bud? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here. We are super excited, man. Um, listen, from the first time I talked to you, uh, I knew right away you had the skills to to be an awesome uh, operator in the corporate security world. And one of the things that I got was like, man. This guy is he's professional. He has the soft skills necessary for the corporate world. He's going to kill it out there. Was it something that naturally that you had, man? And uh, after you explain yourself, then uh, I'll probably ask the team to just let you talk a little bit about yourself. But was it something that you just came with? Well, I mean, and it's it's something that you learn over the years. So, you know, they talk about the different skill sets you have. And a lot of this came from actually when I was a detective trying to put myself in the shoes of somebody else. And regardless of what the situation is, you're dealing with somebody who is either a victim of a crime or it's the worst day of their life. Uh, and so when you're talking to them, that, that's where I really learned the ability to talk to people as far as that uh, that aspect goes. And it kind of grew along. Um, you know, when I started thinking about transitioning out, I thought about what what is something that I can do to help myself? Well, I just started popping in businesses and talking to them and using those using those skill sets that I'd learned to, you know, get better at it. Did I start out? Like, no, I, I, you know, everybody starts out kind of rough, but when you start doing it all the time, you get better and better at it and really getting out of the comfort zone, really getting out and talking to people that you normally talk to and in the time that interest in uh, what people are doing in their life. I you know Carlos, this is, this is something that I find a lot with our detective or people who have spent time as investigators uh-huh. is we, you kind of have to be a chameleon as an investigator, right? It, when you get in the room with somebody who is suspected of child molestation or something like that, you've got to find a way to 
to get that person to open up and tell you what happened. That's the whole idea behind interview and interrogation. So you have to draw some commonalities. Of course, you know, that's not easy to do and not everybody can do it. But I think that's what helps a lot of people who are transitioning out of military law enforcement. They have investigative skills. They can be a chameleon. They can put them themselves, Terry, you said it perfectly, in their, somebody else's shoes. That uh, emotes uh, a, a level of care and respect for that organization or that person in that position. And I think that's really important. And something that we a lot of people don't talk about when they talk about transition. They talk about your resume and you got to have all these skills and certifications. Sure. But can you emote? Can you uh, can you you be um, put yourself in their shoes? I think is a great way to say it. Yeah. We, we talked about this during like uh, you guys talked about this in corporate security university during one of the classes. Is people will pick up if you're not genuine. You know your resume your resume will get you the interview. But when you get there, people are hiring your personality and people are hiring your genuineness. And I mean, it's pretty easy to look through somebody and see whether they're being genuine with you or not, or they're just filling a whole bunch of crap. Oh, oh, I love that crap, but oh, no, that wasn't it either. Where's the toilet flush one? Oh, I know, right? Oh, no, but no, not this one. He No, but what he said is this right here. Money, yes, baby. Money. Money. Money, buddy. <laughs> money. So I, I'll applause you for that. I'll applause you for that. So, um, th- I mean, this is the really cool stuff that we're going on that we're talking about and the soft skills, everything. And um, Terry, you had that. Now, you know, we all have friends that came in from from a place. And as I mentioned earlier, within the first couple of minutes, you know, they want to talk to you about the transition. They want to talk. And right away you go, oh, man, this is going to be really tough because you're just you can't get out of your SWAT mind. You can't get out of your guns, 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 right. kicking down doors mind, you know, in the military. So how, how do you go about, Terry, talking to someone that wants to get into corporate and because you're a big time now, man, I see you on LinkedIn posting things. I mean, you are trying your best too, to jump in and help a lot of folks transition, which, man, that is so exciting to me to see. But how do you tell somebody? How do you tell them, hey, man, uh, you are too rough, buddy? Well, I, to answer your first question, I'm just trying to be Carlos Francisco. Oh, Lord. I'll never have a cool Hawaiian shirt as you. But, you know, uh, so. You know, what What I tell people is it, it really is whether you're in the military, whether you're in law enforcement, there is a commonality there. Uh, you know, there is a very similar mindset. But if you both look behind you, I, I see it in yours, Carlos. Uh, Scott, yours is a little smaller, but I, I would guess you have challenge going sitting there. Yeah. Um, and so what I what I tell people, you know, people hit me up on LinkedIn all the time. And I know people hit you guys up on LinkedIn all the time. You have to bring that commonality out with people and you have to make yourself stand out. You have to make yourself um you know, look, you know, look bigger, uh, you know, that somebody's going to look farther uh, than just, oh, hey, I had a meeting with somebody and that's really it. I mean, both of you could probably say that you've had tons of meetings with people and you probably don't remember a majority of them because that's, you know, it's a meeting and then you're on to your next one. Well, when you deal with people that are coming out of law enforcement and they have that or military and they have that mindset, you have to use some of the tools that you already have to, you know, bridge that gap. So I, I tell people, it was like, hey, get a, do you have a unit with a challenge coin? Yeah, we'll get a bunch of challenge coins. And when you meet with somebody, take the time to say, hey, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to meet with me. Can I send you a challenge as a thank you? And here's where that comes into play is uh, one of our good friends, Mike Satter, uh, he, uh, he gave you a challenge coin down at GSX in 2021. And when you came to Kansas city, 
Uh, I know it's going to be shocking to you, but what's the first thing that you pulled out of your pocket? You pulled that challenge coin out because that personal touch, that soft skill, it means a lot. And people will remember that people, you know, and having people understand that there is happen. There are things that you have to do in order to make people remember you and remember that, Hey, that's not some, some guy that's going to stand in the corner like this with his Oakley's on looking at you. Um, you're looking at, uh, and I see, I see you guys giggling, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. We go to it all the time. We see it all the time. And bridging that gap of how do you relate to people? How do you, how can you take those skill sets and talk about, talk to somebody that you have no commonality with at that point in time and bridge that gap with them. And I, and I tell people all the time, use those challenge coins and go talk to somebody that you wouldn't normally talk to and then use it as a thing. Yeah. I, there's, a, there's a couple of things that I wrote in a book, and one of them is about being a culture shifter. Uh, you almost have to be a culture shifter as you're, as you're transitioning into this culture called corporate security. And you have to be pretty comfortable doing that. And then uh, the second concept that I talk about, which are pretty close, uh, it's about being able to be the chameleon. Scotty, not so much different than what you just said about investigators and having to kind of be a chameleon when they're trying to solve crimes because you almost got to be like, yeah, I'm a criminal. You know, I'm going to go talk to a criminal. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a criminal. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm a rapist. I, I can see yeah. why they like, you know, little girls and boys. I mean, whatever the case may be. But obviously not a corporal. I didn't. I don't even know why I went there. But anyways, because I just now see, I got a, I got little kids now. That's what happens. You know, back Scott when I didn't have little little kids, I, I could talk about it all the time. But now it's a little weird to me. But those are the two things, right? About being a chameleon and um, and everything else. So here's another one for you, Terry. That I I wanted to kind of get deep and, and try to understand the way you approach your business too. Uh, you're traveling everywhere and you're dealing with partners from all over the country. How how do you approach them the first time? How do you communicate with them the first time? Do you prepare yourself? Do you do like a background check on them? What is it that you're doing in order to set you up for success, man, when you first meet these folks? Well, we talked about club service and uh, I know you talked about it in corporate security magic back in the day. And Scotty, you talked about it down at GSX. You didn't necessarily call it that, but that white glove service means a lot. I mean, it really does. Uh, so I mean, I meet real managers a lot, and on the the call, one of the first things that we talk about is that, hey, I'm a resource here for you. I don't want you to feel like you're in it by yourself. I want you to feel like you have a partner and you have somebody to go to. Uh, and I give them some examples. Here are some situations that popped up at other locations. And I want you to know that you can call me at any time. It doesn't matter day or night and let them know that they have somebody there that they can rely on. They have somebody there that can help them out. And it goes back all the way from uh, it, we talked about it coming from investigations. You have people, people that want to have that resource there. And that's really where you can you can transition, whether you're coming from military or law enforcement, if you use that white glove service. People really will. You can get a lot of buy-in, and you know there's true success in that because I've had several several of these people I've talked to. We've had situations pop up, and here I see their number pop up on my phone or their name pop up on my phone, and we're able to communicate about what we're doing. But it goes back to that first conversation, saying, "Hey, I'm here to be a resource with you. I'm here to be a partner with you. I'm not here to 
bug you about whatever, I want you to know that we're here for you. Yeah. Hey, Scott, I was just thinking about um, a couple of other things, too. And one of them just popped up is that I, one of the big things that I remember going into corporate is that like all the stuff that we learned in law enforcement, military about ranks, like ranks automatically yeah. uh, shows that you're in charge and we should listen to you. Um, I don't know about you, man, but, you know, you, you transition a while back now. You're like the grandpa of transition. Uh, but but Ten years this year. Yeah. But do you remember what it was like coming in and and realizing that, oh, forget about ranks, man, this this thing's over. Yeah, I, I did um, a friendship walk that you to use your term yeah, with yeah. a fellow, a co-manager. Um, and uh, we were we were walking around and she was finding out about my background and she her comment to me was, oh, well, you're just another cop. We just hired cop. And I was like, well, I'd like to think that I'm a little different than that. But but, you know, apparently there's going to be some uh, there's going to be a wall there that I have to, to work through. And there's going to be some some resistance there um, with this co-manager. And first of all, we have stereotypes uh, ourselves that we have to deal with, let alone understanding the corporate hierarchy. But I had learned from an early age that you treat everyone like they're the CEO, even the janitor. It, do, it didn't matter to me uh, when I first got there. I had, I had um, my parents had owned a business, and so I kind of I saw what it was like for them to be, you know, you know, my, my dad was a co-CEO with his partner and that's how they, they treated all their employees. When we come into the private sector and we think, oh, well, I, I'm a, I'm a director, I'm a senior manager and whatever, I have this title, I'm entitled to something that's going to be culture shock because a lot of, and this goes that mentality of like, you know, wearing the cool guy shades and going, walking around saying I'm in charge and, and you're going to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. That, that attitude or that mentality really doesn't go very far because when you ultimately see where security lies on the hierarchy of most corporations, it is a non-revenue generating line of business. So they could care less what you say. Oh, well, we need cameras. Okay, why? Because we need cameras. Could die. Bad things could happen. But cameras dollars. Why do we need cameras? It doesn't go towards helping the industry. So if you're, if you you feel like, oh, I I have I am the the head, I am the chief security officer, which means I make all decisions for security. Well, there's always somebody above you, a, a board of directors, a CEO. You know, you're going to have resistance somewhere. So if you come into this thing thinking like, well, it's just like I'm the chief of police, right? What I say goes. Uh, maybe in to your the people who work for you that might work, but it's really not going to work cross functionally in your organization. Yeah. Terry, what's, uh, what's some of the shocking things that, uh, that you've realized that maybe you might've been doing wrong when it comes to this, uh, kind of white glove service, soft skill, uh, when you got into corporate and you were like, Oh, I, I think I just spoke cop and I didn't really get well, that point across. Yeah. And you know, and that's the thing, Scotty, you talked about it, that you, you talked about that. Yes. You're a director of security and all that stuff. Well, there's plenty of other directors out there. There's plenty of other there's plenty of other people that have the exact same title as you, especially if you work for a bigger organization. Um, you know, across your organizations, there's probably tons of people that have that exact same title as you. And when you're dealing with some of those people, understanding that, hey, if you're not a partner for them, then you're essentially non-existent. You you have to be 
there has to be that partnership because ultimately the goal of somebody in the private sector is your company needs to make money in order to keep the doors open. And so in security, we are non, you know, we're not going to make them for the company. That's, that's not a reason. Uh, so you have to take that into consideration of justifying what you're doing with, I need, but this is the business reason of why I'm doing it. You know, I ultimately want to make decisions that are going to uh, either help the people get through the door to do their job or prevent the company from liability because this is what has happened in other locations. Um, you know, you can go across the country and you can look up court cases where companies have gotten sued for, uh, you know, millions of dollars that are public information say, you know, there there is a business case for this. It is not going to make us money right this second. It could pay us dividends in reducing our liability. Um, there's a big issue right now with premise liability. You know, all across the country, premise liability is a huge issue. So uh, I, I had to take that into consideration. And that has taken a long time to learn. It has taken the entire time I've transitioned to learn, and I'm still learning it. Um, you know, and you, I think a couple different people have talked about HR and legal in the uh, government world are the book you mean. I mean, they really are. They're, if you're getting, talked to, you're getting called to talk to either one of those two, that is not a good thing. Well, in the corporate world, you have to take time to understand that they are the people that are your best resources. There's been times where I've said, hey, can you look up this contract for me um, because I'm worried about whatever or talking to HR. Hey, there's an issue that popped up. I don't know if it's going to be a big issue, but I want to make sure I keep you in the loop. I'll and add finance things. to that, too. you got to let okay. finance know what's going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, um, big, that's big money, what you just said, man. Big money. Big money. Yeah, and there's multiple layers to it. I mean, it just depends on uh, you know how your company is structured, but there's multiple layers and just realizing that, um, yes, in the government, you may be making the decisions, but in the corporate side, everything is about how it impacts the business and how, how are we going to do our part to uh, reduce the impact on the business or how do we stop it from causing a disruption to the business? Man, well, hold on. No, geez, I keep on pressing the wrong button. Um, I keep on pressing the wrong button. Hold on. Me. No, no, hold on. There you go. Yeah, I, I, listen, it's been a while since I've used these buttons, and they don't tell you exactly what it is. So I need to make a note so I press the right button. At least I figured out where the money is and uh, where the clap is. Okay, so we're good. I think I'll do that next time. But you know what you just said? First of all, Terry, it's incredible. It's incredible. You you might be one of the best chameleons I've ever met because, um, you know, you didn't transition. I mean, you transitioned not, not so long ago. And these these ideas and concepts that you're saying, bud, um, you're really killing it. I'm loving it. Congratulations once again. This is great. This is great. Now, I got another one for both of you. You know, I think part of the soft skills when you get into the corporate world that a lot of us fail on is the relationships. I, I think it has changed a whole bunch back in the days. I, I remember when I was a cop, I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have anything. Like, I don't I, my face was not anywhere to be found. All of a sudden, it was like, all right, I got to create more friends. I got to, you know, it's okay to possibly be friends with somebody on Facebook. You know, I, I happen to work for a company uh, that that happens to be the biggest social company in the world. And if you think about it, I think we're all friends on Facebook. So that, to me, felt like it was almost like part of 
understanding corporate culture, which that that was the culture, and then creating those relationships that way. Um, I don't know, Scott. Did, did you uh, did you change your mind on that ever? Um, I don't know. I, I think I think we have to evolve the belief that if you put yourself out on social media, that you're immediately going to be attacked. I obviously know a lot of my former partners who are not active on social media. And, uh, you know, I don't know what their, their, their life goals are, but social media is really good at putting people forward who, um, use the platform and, and actively are out there engaging on the platform. And that goes back to the algorithm and AI and all these things that, that will really change our lives and over the next five years. But the, uh, I think with social media, I mean, I've, I've talked with people who work at the social media company and who never had that social media presence even before they joined. And I said, if you want to get a job there, um, which pays really well and they treat you really well and you get free food and free buses and all kinds of cool stuff, you might want to have a social media profile for that company that you're, you want to join. So there's there's that aspect too. You know, if you want to, you, you're looking at a job at LinkedIn, you might want to have a LinkedIn profile. Um, the other thing is, as a background investigator, those are some of the things I go to look at. So, like when I go and look at Terry's, you know, I'm going to use you. Sorry, Terry, heads up. <laughs> Using your your profile, <laughs> but as a good example, by the way, good example of of what to do. But you know, if I'm a hiring manager, I am a hiring manager. But if I'm looking at somebody's um, LinkedIn, I don't just stop at the bottom of their LinkedIn profile page. I'm going to go into and see what their interactions are. Are they toxic? Are they, you know, and a lot of people are doing really well, at least the people I'm connected with are doing, doing really well um, with being very supportive and, and um, being, uh, you know, positive online and having you know good interactions. But I have seen where, you know, somebody's got a toxic interaction uh, with frequency because that's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, you know, what it, what is your how, how does your profile look? Do you have a picture? Do you have you know, kind of, have you checked the box? Well, they're doing all the free stuff, by the way, that LinkedIn gives you to do. Have you added all those things? And then what's your interactions? Who are you connected with? Are you out there, um, you know, just shotgunning resumes out there or, or applying to everything and, and, and having those kind of communications? Or are you having legitimate communications because you want to be a leader? You know, is our service. Uh, investigations are our service. We are business leaders first. We have to be. And I don't expect folks who come right out of military law enforcement to automatically be thinking like a business leader. That takes time. But Terry, your resume, in my mind, or your, sorry, your LinkedIn profile, set you up in my mind to be a business leader. One of the things that that I think, I'm starting to see this more and more. So the word is getting out. But Terry, you put in there that you are a liaison officer uh, to a, a business. And... I think that if if we can join or show like, hey, I speak your lingo or I'm trying to understand your world business creations, uh, I think that will go a long way, too. Yeah. So so social media is, yeah, I mean, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram are, are, and Twitter are great platforms to interact. We have to be um, positive in our interactions because we're showing potentially an employer because by the way, I'm looking across all your social media if I can, if I'm hiring a hiring manager. You know, this whole thing like, oh, I'm not going to look at your social media. I'm looking at your social media. If it's open, I'm looking at it. 
Um, so, cause I need to know the most, the, the most important thing. And I'll say, unfortunately, sometimes the most dangerous thing that you can do in a company is hire a, a person because they're either going to be great for you or they're not going to be great for you. I want to hire great people. I've have hired great people. I've, I've, one of the things that I pride myself on is all the great people I've hired and I've seen what they've gone into and do, are doing now. They still communicate with me with one last night on LinkedIn. He's, he's working on being a private investigator. I'm like, this is this is awesome. Good for you. And I'm giving them advice and so on. So those positive interact over time is what a lot of people in law enforcement won't have because they I'm not putting anything on law enforcement. I just I'm just saying that I work for the government. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That doesn't help me as a hiring manager. If I see that over time, I'm gonna be like, ah, this person doesn't care. Yeah. This person is probably the one that I'm not gonna Terry, did you change yeah. a little bit? Did you were you were you able to kind of like, all right, now I can have some friends and well, I mean, I know you've changed. I mean, look, I, I see you posting stuff. I'm now. wearing whole shirts now. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah. I mean, did you have that? Did you have that feeling when he came into corporate? You're like, you know, I, I don't know if I could be friends with anybody really, because that's not what I'm supposed to do. Well, and really, um, you know, I, I the LinkedIn did change as far as that goes. Just really trying to learn uh the tools of LinkedIn. Uh, the tools of LinkedIn are really interesting. Um, and I mean, it's a great way, great way to network with other people And Facebook, you know, like I have Facebook, but mostly it's just family as far as that goes, uh, on LinkedIn. Hey, if pretty much anybody wants to connect with me, you know, one of the things I looked at is, are you posting things? You know, the people that have just the gray picture, uh, that is like a huge pet peeve for me is people that just have the gray picture. And you you'll see a lot of people that work in the government that have um, they have the uh, picture with the flag in the background. There's nothing disrespectful yeah. about the flag. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. But to me, it screams that it's a government photo. Still too government. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it just it's the government photo. You know, it, you might as well put your driver's license picture up there. Okay. So I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing as that. Terry, and, I, I don't. I almost put my I almost put my uh, high school football picture, the one that I'm on one knee holding a football with my helmet on on, on a lap. Uh, almost, it was a, it was pretty close. I did that one time. That's a great conversation piece, though. No, it is. It is a great conversation not, piece. Not a bad pro. Not a book. I know it's a bad piece. Yeah, I mean, you know. No, no. I, I, when you go, go back, you go back to that. When you go back to that part, is um, you know the LinkedIn thing, the Facebook thing. Just uh, don't argue with people. If somebody wants to argue with yeah, it, yeah. I'll just ignore them. But yeah. I get people that yeah. won't make whatever post. Okay. I don't argue with them. It's not worth it. Yeah. Well, listen, we're, we've got to slowly close this thing out here, but we've got four minutes. Here is another thing, too, that I just wanted to mention real quick, and you guys either agree or disagree. I don't know. But um, one of the things about having the soft skills to, to be able and be that chameleon that we talked about and, and uh, the friendship walks that you mentioned, Scott, and being able to do that with your partners and creating friendships, either on social media or wherever it is. What I found is that with the soft, my soft skill approach, I was able to find a couple of things. One of them is to uh, find like a mentor within the business at all Definitely. right that's not really a it's security, not a security person. person right mm -hmm. that's not yeah. a security person i found that uh to be pretty pretty helpful to me the second one it, because of that mentor probably understood internal politics way more they were able to guide me on how i was going to better my security program give me some good answers uh on on how to deal with that so here it is guys one and a half minute or so before we close this thing out what do you guys think about that 
I think that's, the best, uh, that's the best thing that you can do is find somebody inside the company that uh, can really help you out. And I've really, I've had some great opportunities to meet with people that have really seen in the right direction and uh, corporate culture understand. I mean, I still don't understand the company totally. Uh, and you have to just realize that as you're transitioning, that you're not going to understand it. You just have to, you have to learn it as you go along, just as you did when you started whatever government job you were in. And here's the reality. I mean, you're absolutely right, Terry. The It's going to take you nine months to a year to figure out kind of what these organizations do or don't do. My, with my current employer, uh, it, it was not in tech. And that was my first job out of law enforcement was in tech. And so I understood, I eventually understood, you know, how, how tech works or how the tech community works. But even when I landed in tech, um, I thought we were a video game company when I was at NVIDIA. And, and the first all hands was within, uh, it was a Q4 all hands. And I think it was in October, late October, uh, or maybe November when, uh, I joined and the, uh, the CEO said, said all these things that we did. And I was like shocked. I didn't have any idea. So I sought out not just one mentor. I sought out several mentors to help me, you know, transition and help me understand what the business does. I, and what I looked at was I, I need to find kind of a champion in every line of business that I deal with. And, and that champion, became, I, you know, I took friendship walk with the, with them. I took them to lunch and things like that and build rapport with them to try and understand, you know, I didn't know what procurement was when I landed in the private right. sector. I do now. I understand it much better. But it's really important that you find those champions in your organization to to uh, help you. Yeah, I agree, gents. Look, a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff that we covered here. I think ultimately one of the soft skills also uh, that we'll, I'll close out with is uh, don't be to know it all, all the time. I'd be open. Ask a lot of questions. Have that soft skill to be humble and uh, be able to do that. But, uh, Terry, I appreciate you. Thank you very much for jumping on with uh, Scott and I. Great conversation, everybody. Uh, we are. We are going to get better as, as a corporate uh, security uh, world uh, continues to to change and evolve. And, uh, and I think we're going to do it right through here. So uh, from uh, myself, Carlos Francisco. And I'm Scott Walker. And this is Corporate Security University. Security excellence through education. All right, everybody. Take care. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Security Excellence Through Education, Corporate Security University.